Warning, what you're about to hear may contain mature language, adult situations, and depictions of graphic violence. Listener discretion is advised. While I was rolling through Tubi, the greatest streaming platform of all time, unquestionably at this point, based on the selection of movies. Also, they have that fucking little thing that's like, leaving in six days. So I know exactly how long I have to not watch a movie. I love that. Right, not like leaving soon, but it's just like, you you got a couple days left. No, but there's a good chance I'm not going to watch the movie anyway. And so it's just like... Oh well, it's good to know. <laughs> Even if I yeah, you've made the <laughs> you've made the conscious decision to not watch it rather than like ah shit it's gone. Yeah, it just disappeared because I thought when I searched for the sixth man, I just put in sixth man instead of the sixth man, and it didn't show up. And I was like, fuck, I'm gonna have to rent this goddamn movie. <laughs> but then I put in the and I found it. But no, I watched yeah. uh, Planet Terror. Because Planet Ter- oh, yeah. Terror and um, Death Proof are both on there. Not as one movie, nice. unfortunately. But And then watching Planet Terror, it got me thinking about... It got me thinking about watching Grindhouse in the theater opening weekend. Because uh-huh. what a fresh and exciting concept. That what a double feature with an intermission and fake trailers and all this stuff. Wow, it's going to be so cool. And it was. It was pretty cool in the theater. It was pretty cool. Watching on like blu-ray or streaming is not nearly as cool no all the gags and stuff like just don't do it some of the stuff was kind of stupid though like the missing real stuff ah, i was kind of fun when you're in the theater well right it makes it a hell better. of a lot more sense it worked better in also the in a planet terror because that was more of a comedy you know and it was like more of a send-up of the genre yeah where death proof was trying to emulate it to a, a certain extent and be more serious yeah so therefore when it when it showed up in that movie it just seemed like a cheap gag yeah definitely when a lot of the comedy stuff from uh, uh planet terror also doesn't work like there's some really great shit like michael bean and um jeff fahey yeah jeff fahey uh are awesome and the subplot at the hospital like the thriller, like cheating wife, psychotic husband. Yes, is fantastic. It's, yeah, Josh Brolin is great. Holy shit! Well, I think it's what I I like Planet Terror a lot, and it works on a, a handful of different levels. You know, it's like it is works as a serious movie. It works as a spoof movie, and even when the comedy is dumb, because it knows it's dumb, like it's self aware that it's dumb, that it also kind of works. Freddie Rodriguez and uh, Rose McGowan, they couldn't carry the no their end of the end of the deal, unfortunately. Particularly, particularly Freddie Rodriguez, you know, like yeah, they're trying really just, hard to be like, yeah, here's here's your guy. No, I also don't know if it's like I haven't really seen him in a bunch of shit, but I don't know if it's his fault. I think the way the character is written, he comes across more of a douche, and I know he's supposed to be kind of like a the like kind of like kind of kind of a jerk. But there's a difference between a character in a movie who's kind of a jerk that's ultimately a good guy and a guy who's just a douche, you know, and a bro. Yeah, and he doesn't and he quite have seems... the charisma to get away with it. Right. So I think it's I think it's a combo of like how the character was written and yeah, him not being necessarily <laughs> suited for that role exactly. So he couldn't some other actor might have been able to be like, Okay, this guy's written like this, but I can work it and twist it and make it work and he really couldn't pull that off for yeah. that. But I don't think it was 100% his fault. No, no. I think he's mostly known for like uh like teen movies and stuff like that too. Like the stuff that I've seen him in is like like American Pie style or Can't Hardly Wait or something like that. Like he's in movies like that, which is weird. Dude, I just uh just someone just texted me that Ray Liotta died. No. That's what someone te- texted me. I have a friend who texts me every time a celebrity dies. Wow. <laughs> okay. Let's see the headlines. Top Gun Maverick, terrific. Everyone's sad following tragic school shooting. Oh, yeah, there he is. Ray Liotta dead at 67. 67, damn. Uh, you know, I'm, it's that sucks, but I'm honestly surprised that he wasn't already dead. Yeah. He just seems like one of those guys who would have died. He, like, he looked rough. He was constantly smoking. I'm sure he just ate, like, pastrami and steaks. Oh, yeah, red and, meat. and uh... And salami. You know all those all those uh, dudes that uh, you know did coke in movies. I am sure that uh, 
they had a little problem in real life too. And like that shit, sure. it's crazy how that shit catches up to you. It's like, oh, you did uh, did some hard living for about five or ten years. Well, guess what? In about twenty five years, you are fucking toast. Yeah, like that's what's gonna happen to Johnny Depp. I bet. Oh yeah. Maybe he'll get lucky if he's like just genetically gifted, but he's right. uh, he's definitely a foregone conclusion. Well, a lot of those guys too. It's like okay, they get off coke or, or you know heavy drinking, but then they just keep smoking forever, you yeah. know. And it's like, yeah, some people can pull off smoking forever, um, but if you've if you had all these other things going on, and now you're doing something else that is so that even if you don't get cancer, is still like very destructive to your health, you know. Yeah. You can't do, you can't keep doing everything for, forever, even if you if you stop doing the most harmful thing, like all the little harmful things will then also take their toll. No, and you, know, your heart especially, like, you can't really fuck around with. Like, that's the big yeah. thing for pro wrestlers. Like, they are on the road for, you know, years and years and years, like, drinking every single night, doing drugs, and then also doing steroids and stuff that are, like, enlarging their heart, right? Right. And so maybe they get older and they take a break and they get in it, they make it to their 60s, and it's like, oh, it's good, or da, 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 da. and then all of a sudden, like, nope, heart failure. Heart failure is like the the reason they die like eight out of ten times. And you can't. There's nothing to escape that. Like you've already done the damage. It's just like a ticking time bomb. He passed in his sleep in the Dominican Republic. I mean, I guess that's an okay way to go. Is he really dead, or is this like a serpent in the rainbow type scenario? I don't know. Would you rather pass in your sleep or just be like? eating a sandwich and then go like, well, this is it. This is my moment. I don't. And then just it like die quickly, you know, not like a long drawn out thing, but just kind of like be aware in that final second. I don't know. I don't know. Part of me, part of me feels like I'd rather be aware in the final second. Yeah. There's definitely an appeal to being like, wow, here it is. Like I get to, you know, be in the moment. Yeah, because I mean, I think about it like now as a young, relatively young person, and I think about like, what if I de- like if I went to sleep tonight and didn't didn't wake up, you know, like yeah, it's weird to like I just assume I'm going to wake up, right? Right. Which is that's a weird notion of like, look at the ego on me thinking I'm just gonna I'm gonna come back like I'm hot shit. Yeah. But yeah, there's certainly a possibility. Like I I fell asleep on the couch last night and woke up in the middle of the night. And, you know, without a th- second thought, I, like, looked around and just went back to sleep on the couch. Like, but that could have been it. And then I woke up at, like, 6.30, got up and brushed my teeth and then went to bed. That could have been it, too. But at no yeah. point was that, like, I was like, oh, man, I better cherish this few minutes of toothbrushing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's definitely appeal, too, to, like, just, like, going to sleep and then just not coming back. It's a nice clean break. Yeah. Plus, then people get the they get to say that, like, oh, he, you know, he died peacefully in his sleep. They they come in and find you, and you just don't wake up. Your eyes are closed and everything. There's no like weird like having to close the eyelids and all that kind of stuff. Oh, I want my eyes wide open. Oh, yeah, you think I want I want people to not be sure to the last moment. You know. Yeah. I want I want just enough nerves left into me that when they. They give me a nudge. I take one final gasp of air and reach out, you know, even though I've been brain dead for, you know, the last six hours. I want, if I'm going out, I want everyone traumatized around me. No, you don't. You're that, you're that, that's just the edgy side of your, whatever youth you're clinging to. You don't really think that way. Oh, you're right. You're not nearly as, uh, as rowdy as you used to be. Listen to this. If another Halloween movie happens after Halloween ends, I'll eat a taco, according to this person. That's funny. What? I think I, what they're trying what, what, to communicate here is that... Did you just read something or was that a quote you just I just up? read something. But okay. what, what they're trying to communicate here is that there's probably going to be another movie after Halloween ends. Right. That's like, yeah, it's not a big, uh, it's not a big surprise. Yeah. I need a taco anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I really like tacos. I know it's like hip to say you like tacos, but I do really like tacos. Oh, everybody does. That's why it's not like yeah. it's not unique or quirky. Like it's yeah, of course but you people think like it tacos. is. It's like people being into like acting like being into pizza. 
is you, is a personality trait. Yeah, I'm like you're just remembering being a kid and liking anything with fucking grease and cheese on it. Yeah, pizza's not even that good. All the pizza good that good. all the pizza that I've ever had that's been really good has been gimmick pizzas. Like, oh, here's like a, our like, here's our Thai chicken pizza with like a, you know, peanut butter honey drizzle, and shit like that. That's all the really just, good pizza I've ever had. Every other pizza is just have, stupid cheese and red sauce and red meat. It's fucking gross. Maybe you've uh, just haven't had the right pizzas because I will say the bar is set pretty low for, in most for most people when it comes to pizza. And there's that stupid quote that's like, uh, "Pizza is like sex, even when it's bad, it's still pretty good." And I wildly disagree with, the, with that on on both both ends of the spectrum. If I'm gonna eat pizza, I want it to be very good, and I've had very good pizza. But the vast majority of pizza out there is terrible pizza. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I all the pizza I've ever had has been in this state. I've never traveled and eaten pizza. But I also don't like, I don't want a giant piece of New York pizza. I don't want Chicago deep dish pizza. I just don't want the ingredients that are contained in typical pizza. Maybe the next time you come over, I'll make pizza. Yeah, if you want. I'll have yeah. to be rude about it. So just be prepared for that. I'm I'm always prepared for you to be rude. Normally, I'd like to be complimentary of your cooking, but in the the case of pizza, especially homemade pizza, which tends to be like comedically shaped and also unevenly cooked, that's not my that's not me. I got a whole system. <laughs> I, I I cold ferment that dough for days. Oh God! You know, I make everything from scratch. So you grow your own system. vegetables? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Everyone's always like homemade this and. Made guess what? I got the uh, ice made from scratch, homemade in my own in my own. I freezer. harvest my own wheat and Extra then mill cold. my own flour. <laughs> I have a two thousand year old sourdough starter. You sired your own livestock. Yes, I I I, I, I impregnated the farm animals. <laughs> no, it's good. I, it's the things you're saying about homemade pizza, while are true of most, are are not. Uh, representative of my pizza well it also doesn't matter ultimately like that shit doesn't matter yeah oh man this is a great episode we've talked about everything it's so good this is the kind of stuff people want they're like oh my god celebrity deaths uh interpersonal gossip travel stories not that stupid though well we're here again reviewing movies no one cares (laughs) about that shit speaking of which though i guess we should probably get into it yeah if you want we can do that. I mean, we're here, right? We did it. We we watched something. You introduced the show today. Why me? God damn. Hello, you poor devils, and welcome back to the Trash Heap Movie Podcast. This is the show where we're out to prove once and for all there are no garbage movies, only garbage opinions. It's me, Keith, and then Elliot, too. We're always here on this show, aren't we, Elliot? Well, they're not always. There's been times when I haven't been there. And there were times where you haven't been there, but those are isolated instances. They're not; it's not the norm by any means. Yeah, there are some secret episodes on our YouTube channel uh, where there is a, a third man, a different guy, and yeah, we've had a few de- a few guests over the years. Guests, you know, like little one-offs here and there. But then a long time so ago, we maybe decided a ghost to, has joined us. Yeah, we decided we wanted all the glory to ourselves, and so now we're just That's being right. microphone hogs. Oh, time to share. That was a great intro, Keith. I was really, uh, really impressed. Hey, thanks. I They let me on the high school radio station a couple of times when I was in high school, even though I wasn't in any of the broadcasting classes, and I think that's where I really honed my craft. So thanks. Did they say stuff to you like, hey, you got a face for radio. Get on get on the air. Uh, no. Are, are you saying that to me? I would never say that. I'm just saying. No, you would just think it. No, I was one, I was thinking about how cruel children can be, you know, and how they might say that just to knock you down a peg, even though it's not true. No, there was no one in there. No one liked broadcasting, I guess. Like, only a handful of people were, were into that and wanted to be on the radio and stuff, which is wild to huh. me, because, like, that's all I want to do. I was like, that's so cool. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Well, you know, maybe they were just into other, other school activities, like... Uh, AP calculus. Yeah, the chess club, the debate team. I don't really think we had the basketball team. Yeah, we had sports. 
It's sports. Yeah. Environmental club. Yeah, yearbook. Environmental club. ASB. Yeah, yearbook. AS Associated Student Body. Yeah, I remember that was a thing that existed. Yeah, I never trusted any of the kids that wanted to be involved in student government. I was like, oh, you lust no. for power and influence. That is yes. disconcerting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At this age, especially. Um, yeah, that's that's true. So we watched, but speaking of school, that ties into our movie, yeah, doesn't Speaking it? of basketball, it has been yeah. my goal to drive you absolutely mad. By choosing doing... movies at random and sort of playing it's... to be roulette, and I think it's been maybe a, it's... in this case I've succeeded. You've been doing a really good job of uh, your end, achieving your end game. Well, I'll tell you my secret. Uh, we watched. Okay, <laughs> go for it. I'll tell you my secret, and that is to turn on the Tubi streaming service and just sort of click around the recommendations and watch trailers and that's how i landed on today's movie which is well it's uh it's 1997's the sixth man a movie that's kicked off the trend of late 90s early 2000 movies being named with the uh the word six in them you know like a got the sixth sense the sixth day well this was the original the sixth man starring uh marlon wayans and kadeem Hardison, I love Kadeem Hardison. I do too. Honest, I was a uh, I was a big fan of that when, when I was a kid of that show, uh, Different World, and he played Dwayne Wayne on that. Oh, and I thought he was so cool. He is cool. So any any time he pops up in something, I'm happy, which is not that often. But when he does, I'm like, hell yeah! No, he's also in a movie called Death by Temptation. Which is sort of mm, like heard, a, I I know that movie, but I haven't seen it. It's a hood vampire movie. I was the same way for many years, and then I caught it on Shutter, and it is not good, but it is uh-huh. definitely an exercise in style. And there's a lot of yeah. awesome visuals and and imagery. It is very poorly written and poorly acted, but he is in that being very cool. Like he plays like a cool New York actor with like he has one of those apartments where like the lamps are like uh studio lights you know yeah so it's very cool he was also in a i think what i i I think a kind of underrated danny devito movie renaissance man oh yeah which is one i always really liked um but yeah he's great uh this movie is not it's not how would you describe this movie keith i would describe it as surprisingly good really i would describe it as a movie i watched I thought it, on, want... it honestly had. I expected like a really idiotic comedy, with like a thin setup and like no characters and no real like depth or anything. Instead, what we got was a movie about two brothers supporting each other through life and helping each other in the toughest moments, and a bond formed early on in childhood that lasted a lifetime. Pretty incredible. I feel like this is one of those moments where you're purposely, you know, playing devil's advocate. And when we the recording ends, you're going to tell me how you actually didn't like the movie. No. I, they spent like 40 minutes setting up the brother's relationship with like childhood basketball memories and the the final shot in a game and lear- learning things with their dad and their little, yeah, their I, little hand uh, gesture that they do. Like... That was like real story. Like they weren't just like, hey, this guy's going to die on the basketball court and become a ghost and haha, won't that be funny? Like they well, yeah, so that they showed us like why it meant something when the brother died. And you got some real moment like Marlon Wayans like acting, like tearing up and freaking out and going through the all the stages of grief when his brother drops dead playing basketball. I I was very oh. impressed. <laughs> okay, so yeah, um, the base. You kind of said the basic premise of this movie. It's two brothers who both play for uh, the University uh, of Washington Huskies. Holy yeah. shit! Um, and then one of them dies while playing basketball and comes back as a ghost to help the other one. Only Marlon Wayans can see him. That's the deal. That's Mar- the rub. S- sometimes, when it's convenient for the plot, other people okay. can see him. Okay, come. 
lunges. When he relax. when he when he comes back as the as the ghost basketball and his face is in the basketball, <laughs> and suddenly the other team can see that. <laughs> they're not seeing the face; they're just seeing the basketball moving uh, irrationally. So I love all movie, the CGI gags in this thing. Oh, that, that, I think those are the best part because they're so stupid looking. He blows but, up his thumb and then it flies off and hits the guy. So 14 minutes into this movie, I was like, man, this movie when seems like it's going to die. Like when is like I was like, yeah, I was like, this movie seems like it's been on for a while. It must be almost over. He isn't even dead yet. Right. And I'm like, oh, no, it's only 14 minutes in. What's odd. One of the things odd about this movie is it takes a good. So this movie is set up, you know, in presentation as a comedy about a ghost of a basketball player, you know, and hijinks ensue. The t- there's a tonal shift like 35 minutes into this movie because this is the first 35 minutes give you no inclination that this is a comedy or that there could be a ghost in this universe. Then once it happens, things get so wild and wacky, but not necessarily always in a good way. It's not that the, the comedy rarely lands for me in this movie. I also think, and when you said like, oh, look at Marlon Wayans, he's like act, he's acting and being dramatic. He's, I think he's a better dramatic actor than a comedian. I agree. His shtick is just sort of, um, I'm, I'm a spaz, making big googly eyes and being like, blah, kind of stuff. I think you're way off on the, the structure. I think the tonal shift is not jarring in the least. I think it is a well-balanced piece of business because it's a, that buildup towards the death is really something. Like you go through like a whole, their whole lives and their, their basketball careers, their ascent to superstardom. These, these two guys are on top of the world together. They made it as brothers to the top of the mountain and nothing can stop them. And then it's just one random act of, you know, genetic deficiency or who knows what. And it's just all yanked away. Sure. When you describe it this way and just in terms of like setup, sure. Why not? But then, when it gets to the when it gets to the him coming back as a ghost, it f- like it gets it it's not goofy at all, up to that, and then like the performances the just completely change and characters become different characters, and also like after his brother dies, there's a good twenty minutes, you know, fifteen twenty minutes before he comes back as a ghost. Oh yeah, you Worse. get that great bit of uh, Marlon Wayans like trying to struggling as the new leader of the team and the coach wanting him to step up and they have to salvage the season to win the championship. I don't know. The, and but then once he's back, once he's back as a ghost, it's also the movie becomes really repetitive for a long time. It's just multiple scenes of the same thing of him helping the basketball team cheat. I mean, that's Yeah, that's the big problem I had with all the ghostly hijinks is at the, when you boil mm-hmm. it down from a sports perspective, they are cheating. It's not like 100%. Like you can't take that that position of, "Oh, well they, you know, they lost a player due to an sort of an act of God and they had a handicap, so they need a little bit of help." And it's if it's their team member, it's okay. Well, no, because he's defying the laws of physics and he's breaking the game. Like, it's it's blatant cheating and it's wrong. And, I mean, you could argue that the Mighty Ducks maybe bent the rules. You could argue that uh, the Big Green played fast and loose with the regulations. But here in The Sixth Man, it is cheating vis-a-vis the afterlife. It's, it's almost like, what's that movie, uh, Angels in the Outfield? Right, which was also cheating. Yes, but it was it was a uh, it was divine intervention. Right, it was God's will to cheat. <laughs> I think it was Christopher Lloyd's idea. <laughs> little 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 Joseph Levitt. Oh yeah, JGL. He prayed. He prayed so hard. Prayed for the other teams to die, and God was like, right. "Well, and let's if, try this instead." <laughs> and if that is the type of thing that you believe, you believe that praying can make the miracle of a bad baseball team win. Then it would have God would have to send these deranged angels down to help cheat, because that's all part of God's plan. And this this is this is like this is sorcery at its worst. 
it's uh it's 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 cruel it's it's uh it's it's sinister no there's a you, way so you you're could saying have done, this is the work of the devil the devil yes you know there's a way you could have set this movie up where you wouldn't have this conflict as a, a viewer of like I can't root for these guys because they're just being like horrible cheats. You could have set it up and it kind of does this later in the movie where they have, where Marlon Williams starts to have issues with the cheating. But if you would set it up with like, say like Kadeem's character comes back as a ghost. First, it's just like giving Marlon moral support, you know, but then sees him struggling on the court and hops in and does a good little ghost thing. And if Marlon instantly calls him out after the game, like he just cheated. He's like, no, this is my team too. It was taken away from me. You know, this was my, I was going to take us to the final four this year. I, I now I'm that chance. So then it's gone. And then, so then Marlon would have like this kind of a guilt thing where it's like, okay, yeah, like this is my brother's dream. And if he, if I don't let him come back as a ghost, I'm defying his dream and he's dead. What else does he have? You know? And then you could get, get into it that way. And then it could go, get out of hand and go too far. And then that's when they'd have to step back and do this things again if you did some rearranging of scenes Wait, in that this is movie, what happened yeah but that that's ultimately what happened if but right right from the get-go when kadeem just shows up and just starts cheating terribly marlon's initially stoked on it right so it's that's why it's hard to root for this character these characters for like half of the movie up until the end when they, when they finally make the decision, there has to be like a moral conflict to begin with, and Marlon makes a, a compromise because he has these two different things pushing and pulling at him. One is cheating is is not the way to become champions, but also my ghost brother never got a chance to finish out the season and wants to in his ghostly form. I think you're getting really granular with your criticism here. I think you're not willing to admit that this movie was pretty solid. And you're like, well, you you have to recut this into the 120 minute directors to to really get the. No, the no, I would cut like 30 story. minutes out of this movie. Not, I wouldn't make it longer. I would. I would um, insert more ghostly sports gags. You just said maybe something said, with the Kadeem Hardison becoming someone's jersey or shoes. Yeah, I would have taken more of that and a little less of other crap. Uh, you just said that the one of the problems with the movie is that they're just out and out cheating right out of the gates. And when I offer a solution to that of how they could have structured the film to create, to not have that problem, you instantly criticize me for criticizing the movie that you just criticized for the same reason. While the cheating is morally reprehensible, it is limitlessly entertaining. Right, and I just found a way where you could make it entertaining and structure it in a way that we could be more engaged with it as a story. I was very engaged with it. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, man, I was... <laughs> what did you think also, of th the, the rest of the team? What about the supporting supporting players, like a uh, tall Russian guy? That's the only guy, every, incredibly forgettable. Yeah, there's I another remember... tall guy. I remember the tall Russian guy because I guess the, I remember the coach said like something like, I'm going to send you back to Siberia. And he's like, I'm from Serbia. I'm not even Russian. Yeah. And he's like, whatever. That's the only part I remember. That's actually that's the a, reason why Siberia and Serbia. That's almost an anagram. If it isn't, I think it is an anagram, right? Like if you rearrange the letters, it's the. No. Siberia. Is it? Yeah. You no, there's right. an extra I. It's, oh, it's yeah. close though. You can't fault the, close. the coach for that when it's close. Like they should have, they should have made it a little bit farther apart to make a coach seem like an asshole. Well, the coach, this coach was not an asshole at all, which is not normally the case in these type of movies. No, I so love. I thought that was, I thought that was kind of refreshing actually. I love that scene where Marlon Wayans is sitting on the steps eating a sandwich, and the coach just happens to find him on this massive college campus. Does he know his like his class route or like how did he find him so easily? Well, I would imagine he probably does know the class the class schedule of everyone on the team because he has to juggle that. Or maybe he just happened to spot that ridiculously brightly colored duffel bag that he was carrying, like the bright gold and purple. 
I could have found him if I wanted to. Yep. I thought that was actually pretty cool. The first time I watched the trailer, seeing that it was uh, University of Washington. Yeah. I was like, that's a really weird... To me, that doesn't make any sense, but maybe they were... Why doesn't that make sense? I, I don't know. Like, usually it's like uh, either a made-up team or right. Um, maybe a more famous team, I guess. I don't know. I never... There was a lot of movies being filmed in Seattle around in the late 90s, early 2000s, though. So that might have been the, the, the reason why they chose to make it uh, the Huskies. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe there's a lot of uh, tax breaks and things like that. Maybe this Seattle there was, was yeah, the, for a little uh, bit. the Vancouver of movies. But it was cool seeing the yeah. Space Needle and the Barking Dog. Yeah. I don't know. Pike I don't th- actually don't think that was a real place, but I'm not sure. Yeah, probably not. No, there was a barking dog lounge, but it was not in the area that uh, that that was shot. It was cool though, seeing yeah. the space needle and the monorail and all that shit. That's kind of fun. You're like, I've been there. I live there. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's my place. Neat. Like when they remember when that Jennifer Lopez movie shot in Gig Harbor. Yes. Oh, I remember. Me and some some dudes skipped school to uh, go hang out. We watched Jennifer Lopez drive a car into a driveway three times and get out and walk into a house. And then there is a rope swing on a tree in the front yard. And she got on that and swung a couple of times. Then she got in a van and left. Wow. It was so stupid. And I was like, wow, four four years of high school and I've never skipped school once. And this is what I, I finally skipped for? What the fuck? It was all worth it. It's not. It was, it was so all stupid. Worth it. What a big waste of time. Theoretically, if you would, uh, you could have been on the set of this movie, uh, a six man. You could have been an extra in it. This looked pretty fun and raucous. Like all of the sports scenes were awesome. They they were not like um, maybe not as well filmed or shot as like a serious sports movie, but for a comedy. They were surprisingly competent, and they had some really great-looking crowds that were constantly moving, and they were all decked out in their gear and shaking their pom-poms and all that stuff, and everything on the court looked pretty good. Like, they got all the important shots. Nothing stuck out to me as, like, like awkwardly edited or poorly shot or anything like that. There was no kind of discombobulating nonsense. Like, this was, I think, technically sound. What about the opening credits? Oh no, those are awful. It looked like it reminded me of like a like a celebrity drug PSA after school special. Or ooh, do you remember that like the uh, the thing that Magic Johnson and uh, Arsenio Hall made about AIDS, like that thing? No. Oh, they made this whole video about like AIDS awareness video about like safe sex and you know, what a- what AIDS is and stuff. And it reminded me very much of the tone of of that or things of that nature from that period of the early to mid 90s sinbad plays a condom in that uh, video i suggest checking it out urkel uh sings a sings a song about abstinence that actually sounds pretty cool i'll find it and i'll send you a link yeah definitely um okay and back to the movie though i did not hate this movie i just found it to be not good not good. Just kind of like, just kind of there. I honestly thought it was a better movie in the before it switched to the ghost stuff, um, which is the selling point of the movie. But I just kind of thought it kind of got pretty, like, kind of by, and the whole thing's by the numbers, but just re- repetitive, I guess, at that point. And yeah, some of the g- ghost gags are like are funny because they look so stupid with the with the bad CGI. But all that shits in the trailer. Like I would highly recommend watching the trailer for this movie, maybe not just watching the movie itself. I think the effects work in in just on a level of where they all are like heavily stylized and look a certain way, and they just do what they they need to. And I think the animation oh, no, I... is actually pretty solid. Like there's definitely like a obviously this was pre flubber, but I think I think in the same way that the mask works. Right. As far as those gags, like the cartoony CGI stuff, like 
whatever it is about yeah, it. They're like, not trying to make work. them look real, so it, it does work. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that. Like, they look goofy, but that's to their advantage. Also, when he when he first re- when uh, K- Kadim first reveals himself to Marlin, that scene is kind of odd too. Where it's like it's almost like a horror movie. Oh yeah, they do all kinds of like awesome camera movements and like Dutch tilts and stuff, and it's like it's definitely like a Sam Raimi like haunted house movie. It's great. I love oh, that scene. <laughs> and it's like, but it's, it's so bizarre because he's like, he's like, "Hey, brother, it's me." I, but he also is like doing all these things like turning on faucets in the locker room and making things shake. And be, it's like, is this the 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 best way to reveal yourself as a ghost to your brother and like and not have him freak out and he's doing that spooky voice he's like hey it's me yeah i'm your brother back from the dead <laughs> it's like oh why didn't you just like say hi did you catch that like it's a really quick little line later on but he says to him like after they've won a basketball team he's like hey we let's stop by the cemetery i gotta get some action yeah there's definitely a like an undercurrent of like jock douchebag shit. Like there's that whole yeah. scene in the, when they go to the bar and it's just like eye yeah. rolling, like jock, like, uh, you know, butt sniffing activity around women mm-hmm. and stuff. And like, it's pretty bad. And that kind of stuff. I was like, all right, I get it. You guys are basketball players, but like, you don't really have to like hit us over the head with this. I did like the, the subplot of the love interest also being a journalist and like having Mm -hmm. a, like an ulterior motive and, and also Marlon Wayne's being overwhelmed and like bothered by the amount of attention he was getting because his brother died. That was kind of interesting too. He was like, yeah, I'm tired of people sticking cameras in my faces and calling my house because my brother passed away. Like I didn't ask for this. Like that's, that's kind of interesting stuff. I also like the gag well, yeah, where I, he spills the pitcher of beer and like there's an unnecessary amount of shots showing it like running down the bar <laughs> and then yeah. into that girl's purse. But it was really creative. I was like, this is cool. Like, I'm glad that you know how to how to shoot like moving liquid, but <laughs> it didn't have to take this long. <laughs> uh, that's what I felt about the whole movie. It didn't have to take this long. <laughs> I'll say, like, there's a portion, like, yeah, partway through the movie where it was just kind of, like, repetitive scene of, like, them cheating over and over and over again. There, I, got, I got, like, if I got up to go to the bathroom, I didn't necessarily pause it, you know, type of thing. I I was I came back and I was like, oh, I, I know, I can pick up where I left off. Like, I, I can fill in the blanks here. Yeah, there's not too many surprises, but I don't know. For a, a sports comedy with a supernatural sort of premise... I had my expectations super low. And I remember seeing trailers for these types of movies and even this movie when I was younger and just being like, yeah. I'm never going to watch that stupid bullshit. It's so fucking dumb. Like, I mean, I don't like sports movies to begin with for the mm-hmm. most part, but it does get me thinking now, like, which sports movies do I like and which are actually good? I don't know. It got definitely got the wheels turning. And I was, like I said, I was definitely pleasantly surprised by the competence uh in, in the way this movie was made so that was just refreshing to have have a dumb sports comedy with like a throwaway premise not be treated like just as a pile of garbage see i kind of felt like it it was kind of treated like just a throwaway pile of junk and i'm not a sports person but i i do like a surprising amount of sports sports movies like what given the fact um you know i there's that one with the the baseball <laughs> where the baseball comes alive and starts talking to everyone i'd watch that movie 100 <laughs> percent. i'd watch it hey what are you throwing me for ah! it's like there's the baseball and there's that other one with the with the with the uh the football that's a that's a good no, one you know all kinds of sports movies big green the mighty ducks uh little yeah. giants uh, for the love of the game, directed by rookie Sam. Rookie of the Rainey. year, yeah, rookie uh, of the year. Um, um uh, uh, little big league. Little big league. These are all great, right? Um, what about uh, what about the fan? With Robert De Niro. Yeah, never saw it. Oh, maybe we should watch that next. I heard some maybe wild we, stuff about that movie. Um, you know what? I think you've gone mad with power. <laughs> It's it's been really fun to suggest all these random crazy movies. 
I, I keep going. I keep biting, biting. You know, taking the bait because like, well, maybe this one will be actually really good. Uh, no, there's lots of sport movies out there. That what about I like. um, um, what about uh, obviously there's Bad News Bears, the Bad News Bears, you know, and uh, yeah, good, great. How about uh, how about um, Major League, the Major League films? Never got into those. Oh. But, you know, like there's the one with the thing. Uh, I'm drawing a blank right now. Uh, Hoosiers. That's a great basketball movie. Oh, yeah, movie. Hoosiers. Yeah. You know, about basketball in the Midwest in the 50s or 60s or something. There's a Breaking Away about bicycle racing. I like that movie. What about Mystery uh, Alaska? Never saw it. Cool Runnings. Bobsled team. Come on. Jamaican bobsled. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Tons of movies. Tons of great sports movies out there. So this one I just felt was just a little. Oh, what? Cool Runnings is automatically better because uh, there's no ghosts in it. I I wish there was a ghost in it. I mean, John Candy was dead by the time it was released, right? No. Oh. But what if, yeah, what if you made the sequel Cool Runnings 2? John Candy's Revenge. Yeah. I'd watch that. I wish there was more. I wish there was more uh, sports movies that had ghosts in them. Uh, I just wasn't all that excited about this one. Oh man, A League of Their Own. That's a good one. I caught oh, yeah. that one on TV the other day. But yeah, what, it's what's great. the one with the cornfield? Uh, field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. There's a ghost in that. And there's Sandler, a lot of ghosts too, in that. As a ghost. There's Ray, Ray Liotta's ghost in that, and now he just passed away today. No, he didn't. This isn't coming out today. Well, we re- recorded it today. <laughs> uh, the, on the day of recording this thing, he passed away. Now people are going to be like, "Why wow, you recorded that three and a half weeks ago? What the fuck?" Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a uh, it's it's relevant, right? No, <laughs> poor Ray Liotta. Uh, what do you do? You like uh, Field of Dreams? That's a movie everybody likes. I'm I don't know. Crazy I don't about it. I don't. I I probably saw it when I was younger. I have not watched it in my adult life. I saw it when I was a little kid. I saw it and I really liked it. And I watched it again, you know, a few years ago, and I was not crazy about it. Um, I just watched that new show on HBO, Winning Time, about the Lakers. Loved it. Basketball. There wasn't a ghost in it. I wish there was. You know. No, but there was better slander than this. and def- defamation and uh, Jerry Absolutely. Jerry West, basketball player and former coach Jerry West is actually suing that show because he's like yes. lies 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 how dare you lie and he doesn't even come out like he doesn't even come out that bad in the show like he just seems like a cranky guy who's like got some anger issues that, that gets that's just kind of running around going like ah oh, shit ah oh, my oh, fuck uh, I don't know what to do ah oh, fuck shit ah oh, fuck and now he's angry about it so it's not out of character <laughs> for him to be upset I guess yeah <laughs> I was like, I'm enraged. I'm not that angry, you motherfuckers. I did watch uh, The Natural a bunch when I was younger, and then I've only seen bits and pieces of that. It's a weird uh, movie. It's a weird story. There's like a uh, sort of a Black Widow character. She goes around seducing, like the Marvel assassin. Yeah, the she, Black Widow. She goes around pro- seducing pro athletes and then killing them. Wait, is it really? Yeah, that is bizarre. I've been doing a double take on that for 20 years because I was like, am I remembering that correctly? Is that really what happens in that fucking movie with Robert Redford and a magic bat? And it is. It fucking is. I've only caught like little bits and pieces of that on, you know, when it would be on TV, you know, usually like maybe like the opening, like little bit or something from the middle. And of course I've seen that scene where he like, he hits the, baseball into the lights a thousand times because they always play that and like different things yeah or spoof it and whatnot but uh, i've never watched that movie to enough to know about that bizarre stuff now i really want to watch it it's weird man and it's based on a true story <laughs> what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not the magic bat part but the the part where the lady seduces and kills pro athletes yes yeah it's, that was it's real fucking weird man it's fucking weird. But I think for the most part, I like sports movies about kids doing sports and like learning to believe in themselves and yeah, you know, making goofy faces and doing things in fast, fast motion with sped up mm-hmm. film. I love that. 
Yeah. I think The Big Green might be the greatest kids' sports movie of all time. That's the one, the one I, the only one over that era that I haven't seen. I love that there's a scene where uh, Steve Gutenberg is the, the dumpy town sheriff, and he kicks a soccer ball while wearing, like, cowboy boots, and they shoot it from this low angle. It looks like he kicked that fucking ball to Mars. It's incredible. Yeah. It's one of the greatest shots I've ever seen. I feel like that. The, I feel like that shot was in the trailer, like heavily. Yes, yes, like, it in is. All the marketing you saw that. Yep, yeah. it's that low angle, and he just kicks the hell out of that ball. I I'll never forget that as long as I live. I'm gonna be in a nursing home, being like, "You guys remember that scene in the Big Green? It was unbelievable." Ugh. Um. Anyway, yeah. There's plenty of good sports movies. There's plenty of good ghost movies. I would I love know. that if, if all of these types of ghost movies were tied into like the Frighteners, like that would be a fun shared universe where all the all the ghost movies where uh, people are sort of just uh, getting into hijinks and then Michael J. Fox shows up and he's like, hey, we got to we got to go make some money. And then his whole crew is like, it's like Casper from the Casper movie and it's the sixth man. And maybe it's, uh, maybe it's even ghost from ghost, you know? Yeah. Why not? Slimer from the Ghostbusters. Are there ghost or supernatural sports movies that we are forgetting about that we're missing? Like we, we got this one, angels outfield count, because angels aren't real, so therefore they're ghosts. Um, Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. I don't know if uh, the Great Bambino in The Sandlot is a ghost or that's a dream, a hallucination, sequence. or it's a hallucination. Yeah. They make him. They sort of style him like a ghost with like the glowing well, closet and everything. He has a dream where the ghost of Babe Ruth comes to talk to him. But it's a dream. It's not an actual. Yeah. It's not an actual ghost. So that doesn't count. Let me see here. Ghost, supernatural, sport movies. I mean, the Legend of Beggar Vance. I guess right. Isn't isn't uh, Will Smith like a ghost? The ghost of a golf ball or something. <laughs> He's haunting the golf course, telling people which uh, clubs to use. Let me see here. Feels like this is a, like a ripe ground for for genre cinema that's a possibly fertile untapped. concept. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll see a resurgence soon. God, there's got to be one that we're just completely forgetting about, like a like a major one. What about that tennis movie, Match Point? That is there does a ghost, that have in a ghost in it? I don't know. I've I don't never think seen so. It. No, there's no. <laughs> you're just picking random sports movies, like. I remember the Titans. Was there was there a ghost in that one? I don't remember. Was there? I didn't see it. N- no, there's no ghost. Or uh, the replacements? Were they replaced with ghosts? I hope so. Keanu Reeves, you know? Or Any Given yeah. Sunday? Is that uh, it's about the spirit of Christ playing yes. football? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's going to drive me nuts. Paul, I'm playing Whitby's laying in bed all night long thinking about this oh that's fun i love going on those hunts the hunt for information the hunt for trivia well we could do this all day i mean ultimately like where do you land on the sixth man should we watch it six times or zero times i like i said it before i would say watch the trailer you know go on youtube watch the trailer and then probably some fun trailers will autoplay after that from the the time period I think that would probably be a better rabbit hole to go down than actually watching the movie. Also, at the same time, like I said, like I got some chores done while watching it. I ironed some shirts, you know, and I don't want to be paying, watching something that I want to pay close attention to when I'm doing that. So if you have a bunch of stuff, you know, chores to do that you can do stationary in the living room, like folding laundry, you know, uh, reorganizing your, your file cabinets, yeah, throw on the six man in the background. I don't see why not. Do you have one of those uh, full stand-up ironing boards or like one of the little tabletop ones? Little tabletop. Okay. I think I might pick one of those up. I'm finally at the point in my life where I have two shirts worth ironing. There you go. <laughs> it's about time.
I agree with you, though. I think if you watch the trailer and it makes you giggle and laugh, give the movie a watch. I I thought it was pretty enjoyable. I didn't have uh, nearly as many hangups as uh, you did, so I think it's uh, I think it's worth a look. I think it's fun to revisit these these sort of period gag movies and see what they're all about. Because I remember just poo-pooing so many movies over the course of my life and being like, that's stupid, that's dumb, that's idiotic. I'm smarter and better than all of these movies. And maybe I still am, but that doesn't mean I can't watch them. I, I completely agree with that sentiment. You know, it's like I did the same thing and some of those ones I just kind of brushed off as being dumb. Uh, I have gone back and like, oh, that is a lot of fun. I just didn't, which is why I was also open to checking this movie out, but I didn't have that experience this time. Well, fine. How about you go to hell and we just stop doing the show forever? Well, I mean, I didn't say that. But, <laughs> um, Can you but imagine yeah, that this is the... The, the wedge between us that just like rips the show asunder it's like Elliot if you didn't uh, you know like the six man I don't still know how we can continue on yeah it just like, it, it, on like a pure fundamental level of principles you know I mean this this clearly doesn't work well if you never hear from us after this episode you'll, you guys will know what happened yeah, just make sure me. to tune into VH1 and watch uh, the trash heap behind the music in about five years, and you'll get the full story. Keith killed me. I came back as a ghost. It helped him uh, skyrocket the podcast fame. Oh, yeah, I'll become the next. I don't want to say Joe Rogan, but I can't think of a no. better example. There you go. Mark Marin. How about that? There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that about does it for this one. Do you want to say what, something? What, what do we always say? I don't know. Oh, I have to do that now this time, right? Because you did the intro. Do you make usually make a little funny quote? Like, yeah, usually uh, I reference something from the movie or say something from the movie. Uh, what about like, like last uh, time I did the buddies forever? Right. Um, so what's the thing that you can remember from the sixth man? I can remember the title. Dogs up. Dogs up. Oh yeah. Dogs up. And until next time, the dumpster is closed. Can you try it in the voice? I don't remember who said dogs up. No, the the, the dumpster line. Oh, okay. Dogs up. And until next time, the dumpster is closed. Goodbye, everyone. Wow, look at that. We did it. <laughs> that felt so unnatural. <laughs> Shows over. Everybody go back to doing what you were doing.